And we are back again in the lair, in, in the Dr. Evil Secret Volcano Leia. The TB4 Sports Show is back for another week of just giving you fun times, good statistics, and something to tell your friends in a debate with sports. So, man, oh man, we f- as Lightning fans here, we definitely, definitely have it good. Um, and now we have another New York team coming down to try to take the East from us for the third year in a row, a New York team. Uh, however, it's not the Islanders this time. It's the New York Hockey Rangers. <laughs> it's the New York Rangers. And do Are they we, be in different colors too? Do we have history with them? But before we get into that, uh, we have a full show for you. But before we get into the rundown... As always now, in front of me, we have Chicken Chicken Radio John Decker. What up, boys? What's up, brother? About time. Gems is steady watching the game right now. We have have Edmonton, Colorado (laughs) 1-1 on. And um, what do you expect? There's like seven and and a half minutes left in the first. But, Jemmys, how are we doing? Doing good. Doing good. Got a, a huge week of sports ahead. It's a great time to be a sports fan. Yeah, and, no. Uh, it was great. Well, uh, So, with the freaking great hockey, great basketball, um, two game sevens from both of those leagues, one each. You know, we also have, you know, some NFL news to get to. We have the Rays-Yankee results to talk about. Skankies. Yeah. The, the Tampa Bay Rays. Hey, hey, raise pers- up! Appreciate the, <laughs> appreciate the necklace, buddy. Yeah, no problem. I, I I went to two games myself. This uh four game homestand for the race, and we'll dive into that when we get there. But first and foremost, the Lightning, our Eastern Conference Finals, the back to back champs are about to play Game One in Madison Square Garden, the mecca of all sports. The Madison Square Garden. Wow, I just get goosebumps. Gems, you're from Q's, man. What's what what's playing in Madison Square Garden feel like to you? I know you haven't played in there before, but have you ever been? I have not. No, but no, uh, but you know the aura that goes around in the city. Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, Big East championship games or, or tournament games there back in the day. Um, obviously, Knicks games where um, a lot more fun back then. Honestly, <laughs> just remember remember a lot of a lot of the the Jordan uh, Bulls games. There back in the day, where he just he always seemed to to let it up there, but yeah, like uh, seems LeBron, like LeBron, Kobe, all of them, everyone uh, you know loves to play in MSG. So you always seem like you get the best out of out of everyone there. Johnny, what's your favorite memory of MSG? Uh, it getting blown up in Godzilla. No, just <laughs> no, no. What's your favorite moment in <laughs> M- what's your favorite sports moment in MSG well, history? It didn't uh. Isn't that when you just mentioned Kobe and LeBron? But it didn't Kobe score his all-time high eighty-one? No, that uh, was it again. Is it against no, Jalen Rose? No, no, that's right. He wasn't playing them. Come on, now. but he said some LeBron huge games there. there for sure. But I think that's where LeBron set his. Probably, but Reggie the, what, Miller back in the day. You, Jordan. It seems like a lot, yeah. a lot of people. Spike Lee. A lot of visiting players have had their best games. There. Yeah. What was your favorite moment at Madison Square Garden? It, the the first one that that comes to mind is this Reggie Miller. Just, choke job, yeah, uh, the yeah. choke job with Spike <laughs> but, Lee. But uh, um, I, I, I always think of that that uh, that New York 
the nineties New York Knicks team with Oh yeah. You know, Ewing Oakley and Oakley, Mace, Anthony Mason, <laughs> Spreewell. Starks, like Give me Spreewell and Allen <laughs> Houston. <laughs> that that was the next wave there, but yeah. I mean they, they had Starks. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that seemed like they embodied the the gritty New York street like basketball uh Aura. style, you know what I mean? It, yeah. It, it was a it was a different era for sure. Gotcha. But, uh, um I mean, Ra- Rangers. I mean, their fans have they've seen real riled up in some of the playoff games I've seen so far this year. So I know it's it's going to be uh, a tough place to play, but I think Lightning up for are, are definitely going to be up for it, and they got a a week plus uh, rest that they're going to be coming off of. I think it's it's only going to help them, but there's uh, always that. Will they? Start off a little rusty or a little slow with all this uh, time off, but um, I, I think it's going to help a, a veteran team like them. Well, here yeah. in a moment when we get to the interviews, we'll have some of those questions answered for you there. Oh, Maybe yes. Gems. I cannot wait because the presser did actually uh, happen today, the Game 1 pre-game press conference uh, with, I believe, both teams. And um, we got some recordings, but... Uh, to set Johnny up like that, because that's the assist man I am right there. Um, so far, the Lightning and Rangers, point. the Lightning and Rangers have uh, played three games this year, and uh, well, that's not what you want to hear for the light if you're a Lightning fan, because the Rangers have won uh, all three games against the Lightning this year. Um, one coming in uh, December 31st, New Year's Eve day, or excuse me, New Year's Eve. Uh, Rangers in Tampa. Uh, the Rangers won 4-3, uh, one goal game. Uh, also, the Rangers uh, immediately uh, played the Lightning again uh, on January 2nd in Tampa, so a little home and home, and they won f- or, and they won 4-0. Not something you'd like to see there. Um, but uh, the Rangers also played the Lightning on March 19th, and the Rangers, it was in Tampa as well, and uh, they won 2-1, one goal game. Uh, so that's two one-goal games and a blowout. Uh, not something you want to see uh, from the Bolts, but got to be loving it if you're a Ranger fan. I don't think these boys are worried about it. You don't, th- you don't think the Lightning are worried about it? No, not at all. Why? Because this isn't the play. This is the playoffs now. That wasn't the playoffs. That was just a regular season game. Well, yeah, the but the boys getting it rolling through. You know, a sample size is a sample size. I remember two of those games were with Matthew Joseph. <coughs> well, uh, well, yeah, one of the two of those games, and one of them was also with Brian Elliott. That is it, Bill Elliott. I always forget Brian Elliott. Yeah, Bill Elliott, Chase Elliott. Elliott's father. Yes, yeah, race, race car, car driver. driver. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm so bad with names. Okay, buddy, we'll get you straight there. Oh, and Colorado just scored and made a two-one on. The Edmonton Oilers. This is live Lord. record. This is a live. You're gonna get this tomorrow and be like, "No shit." Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So Johnny, what do we have rolled up with the with the guys? Well, sir. So the first set of interviews, because like you said, the media was released today, and uh, a few select players, uh, John Cooper and Julian Brisebois, both they all they all met with the media today. So the first set is gonna be from Stammer, or sorry, Stamkos. For those who don't know who Stammer is, uh, and Hedman. Uh, their interviews, and uh, the first question to Stammer was, what struck you about the Rangers? And as we were talking about watching uh, them go through the playoffs, but also some of that was to do with the three games we lost. 
to them throughout the season. Okay. And then this was his answer. So what did the captain have to say? What did the captain have to say? I want to know what the man has to say about. At this time of the year, when you're down to four, it's going to be four elite teams. So they're an elite team. They have the blueprint to be an elite team. You know, they got a great goalie, really solid defense. Um, Obviously, some offensive guys there in in Fox in particular. And then some very, Mm. very skilled forwards, great special teams. And and then not only the skilled forwards, they got a lot of depth. They have guys that certainly play the role and um, have done a tremendous job. So, you know, watching the game last night, whoever we're going to play, it was going to be a, a, a huge test, our toughest one yet. And um, we're looking looking forward to, to that challenge. Classic captain. Just classic. Just absolutely classic. Gems, what, what do you read off that one? That was like showing respect for the team, but not really giving them praise or any you know yeah direct <laughs> direct uh compliments to to you know get them going but uh he, you know showing that he was taking either team serious you know yeah he knows who he knows them obviously he, he's familiar with that team and uh I, I think he definitely gave a you know a guarded remark i think looking at them they both look equally engaged and ready however uh being a lot having a lot of rest uh tends to come up with rust uh, we're trying to say that, you know, just because we're back-to-back Stanley Cup champions, we can't beat Rusty, um, which I think is a farce. Uh, but you expect us not to be because we are back-to-back champs, just like we were thinking. So um, anything could happen with those um, with the Bolton game one. However, I agree with Stamkos. You don't want to give them any fuel to the fire, especially coming off of game seven. They're ready. Uh, Chris Kreider even said uh, that, you know, which is the captain of the Rangers, even said that, hey, we're in playoff mode. Uh, we should be ready to go. Celebrate tonight, back at it tomorrow. And uh, that's exactly what the Lightning do as well. I think every hockey player should do. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I feel like the the captain did well answering that question, and they look ready. Like I said, just coming from the captain, Stamkos and Victor Hedman, seeing that, they, they look like they're ready. But uh, this next question also addressed to Stamkos, was the the Shesterkin and Vassy comparison? Oh, so you know, of course, everybody's at it. They, they're trying to do the comparison this year, you know, because Shesterkin did have a good year, but we all kind of know that the answer to that is so. You Ta- know, there and then they're also we're talking about you know watching them through this series with the Hurricanes, like how much the Hurricanes struggled towards the end with them, and what do they think about it? Is basically what he was asking. Oh, besides them all getting. Their, their ass broken in game seven. Okay, roll the clip, Johnny. Roll the clip. Yeah, I mean, you guys are going to make the, the comparisons. We we know what we have in, in our guy. And um, obviously, you know, he's had a tremendous year in, in New York. Uh, great regular season. And he's on a, a really good run right now. But I think for us, no matter, you know, what goaltender we've played, you know, over the past couple of years, I mean, it's not the, it's not the main focus. We got to go out there and, and play our best, and you know, if it's going to be a low-scoring series, it's going to be a low-scoring series. We're we're totally fine with that. If you got two elite goaltenders and two teams that are willing to defend, then so be it. You know, we have to be comfortable in that situation. Obviously, we we don't know exactly how it's going to play out, but um, when you have two really good goalies, that's usually the case. So, um, you know, our group is is comfortable in playing that way, and um, we'll see how it goes. 
Yeah, we gotta we gotta love that answer from from uh, Stamkos. And then also going into what we were just talking about before, you know, the three games, the Lightning lost to them. Victor Hedman gives his light on. How much do they take into that? Do they take that into effect? The three losses to the Rangers this season, and does it really affect them at all? Do they take into account at all? This is what he had to say. Not very much, to be honest. But at the end of the day, uh, we know what kind of team they are, and you know we've. Uh, you know, obviously, they had our numbers in the in the regular season, but you know this is a different time of the year, and uh, you know for us, we like Stammer said, when it's down to four teams, there's elite teams left, and you know we're one of them, and they are too. So uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great series, and uh, you know they've had two hard fought series uh, going to seven games, so uh, you know they just played yesterday and, and back at it tomorrow. So uh, you know we gotta get in. Uh, Get in today and then uh, get ready for the game tomorrow. You know, get our legs going again, get into game mode, and uh, it's going to be a fun series. Uh, mm. You know, me and Stammer, mm. we've been a part of this before, uh, seven years ah. ago. So be a great, uh, great time again to, to go to New York. And it's, uh, it's a good building to play in, so we're super excited. Wow. It's like, you know, we <laughs> – to be honest, I haven't even heard these before right now. I have not because I wanted to save my reaction for the show. Um, because I knew we'd be playing them. So it's really very funny how Hector Hedman is actually talking about playing inside Mass and Square Garden, and we already brushed upon it. We know what it is. We know the um, you want to play better. All the greats do. They tend to rise up that extra level, and I think there's also a possibility that the 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 Lightning have, uh, and Lightning can. Uh, they're the only team to have ever won Game Seven inside. Uh, Madison Square Garden against the Rangers or um, the Knicks. And um, it's just complete, complete. You you don't want to disrespect an opponent, an opposing team um, this close to a game, uh, especially when they're at home, that has any significance. Uh, I love the Igor Shosturkin, Andre Vasilevsky. They're both Russian, um, both loved by Putin. And... <laughs> and I think there's a case to say they're they're having a both an equal uh great season. Igor Shosturkin probably winning the Vezina. Um what do we say about that, Johnny? Rightfully so. I mean he did have a hell of a Oh, I was expecting you to go number one bullshit for it sure. Is number one bullshit. Yeah, there it is. That's your text tone. The, Johnny's text tone is Vasi not winning the Vezina? Number one bullshit. Number one bullshit. Okay, so um Andre Vasilevsky played 63 <laughs> games this year, uh, 39 wins, 18 losses, five overtime uh, losses, and 249 goal, goals against average, 249. Save percentage, 916. Now, if we go to Igor Shosturkin, right? If we go to Igor Shosturkin, he played 53 games this year, 36 wins, 13 losses, four overtime losses, and a 2.07 goals against average and a 9.35 save percentage. Um, yeah, sounds to me like, you know, Shosturkin wins the Vezina just by looking at the trophies. Um, also, I believe the Rangers have more points, uh, so that always tends to, you know, you're the Vezina, the best goalie on the better team. Uh, so, what do you what do you say, John? Number one bullshit. Number one bullshit. That's what we love. I think it's, it we... says a lot that uh, on the road, the Lightning are the favorite in game one. It's real. Yeah, right? Isn't but, that a little weird? Isn't well, that like a little trap bet? Well, after 
during the Panthers. Goal game. from the Oilers, by the way, 2-2. Keep going. Well, by the way, speaking of being – we weren't favored on the road against the Panthers the first two games. We were not. We were not. I don't think we were favored till game three. Because even game two, when we after we beat them, we still weren't favored. And we just played a game seven as well. Mm-hmm. And the, the money line is minus 130 odds for Lightning uh, to <clears throat> to win game one. Uh, for the overall Stanley Cup, uh, the Colorado Aver- – Colorado Avalanche are the odds-on favorites at plus 120. Lightning right behind them at plus 220. Then Rangers plus 550. Oilers plus 550. Yeah. Okay. See? It's, it's, it's going to be a barn burner. Um, we haven't played in nine days, right? Or whatever the hell. It's definitely been a week. And, and Colorado just scored its 3-2. Like, I'm dead serious. Goodness Man. gracious, what is going on here? Uh, Edmonton can't – they can play a hell of a lot of offense, but they can't play defense. And um, so, anyway, but the Lightning, um, I wouldn't say have an uphill battle. We've been here before. Um, and also, how many of those games did we play 11-7 against no. the Rangers? I don't think we played any 11-7. No, not until All the right. end of the year. However, we did play them with, with Braden Point. <laughs> so that's, I think the Braden Point – Loss will definitely show more this series than against the Panthers, just because of what we know. Um, this is a big Nick Paul series. But big how big? Paul. How big do you yeah, think it, it is? You get your money they, worth. Uh, get your money worth, Nick Paul series for sure. How how big do you think it is that they win at least one of two in New York? Oh, uh, I think it's great because I definitely think that we're gonna. Go, it's gonna be Game Five, two two. I definitely think so. Bolts in five, baby. Oh, that'd be nuts. I, That'd I, I be like, absolutely nuts if I was in New York for their winning game. That'd be absolutely nuts. I'm going I, to a wedding, and I'll I'll be missing. I won't be missing, but I'll be watching in New York, uh, Long Island for my friend's wedding. I'll be watching there up go. there at Meatballs. <laughs> so if any of you guys are up there, <laughs> come and check us out. Say what's up. I'll buy you a beer. Well, speaking of New York and the and the Rangers and the Lightning, let's see what Mac Mac Truck. Mr. McDonough has to say about playing an MSG. Also an assistant. Oh, they have the captains and both the assistants. Oh, all three of them. Let's go. Mack truck. Yeah, that's what it is. I mean, two teams that have earned the right to be there. And, uh, you know, I can speak for our group. We're um, as hungry and as desperate and as, uh, you know, willing to do whatever it takes at this point uh, to try and keep this journey going here. So um, we've had a lot of time to – to think and, and prep, and now we know our opponent, and it's exciting that we get to go out and uh, finally play tomorrow. Hell yeah. No, I hey, finally play, right? That's what you want out of your guys. Finally, we get to play. We get to play the game we grew up loving. I know how cliche that is, but you, there's a reason why these guys are hungry still. You know, they're not chasing, like, other people's, like, they're chasing legacy, chasing their own legacy, you know, to be immortalized, they're chasing. They're chasing the D word, you know, of you know being another NHL uh, D word. But um, dynasty, I mean, or another, 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 another determined, another conference <laughs> final. Uh, that I mean, that's just well, consistent. Consistency is what makes dynasties. You know what else? But you have to be consistently good. Not consistently bad. You know what else it starts with? What it starts with a W? What? Will. Will. Yeah. Uh, Got to have heart. Got to have heart. All right. So wh- who else we got, Johnny? We got Killer. So now we have Killer coming up. Yes, sir. 
uh, Killer talking about the challenges of facing Sesterkin coming into this series, but also with the benefits of having our we know who the real Vesna Trophy winner is in Vasilevsky. Hey, I, both yes. both teams both teams are going to say what they their best goalie. You know they have their best goalie. Why wouldn't they? they you know if they were in if they were in a 30, 30 to forty year old beer league, you know they would say they have the best goalie in the world. So uh, that that makes no difference to me. But we all know the truth. What does Killer think? Yeah, it's, that was going to be my my answer till you uh, till you brought it up. I think. Oh, thanks, Killer. They're very similar in the sense that it's it's very tough to beat them to score low on them. You kind of have to get in their way. They have to not be able to see the puck. Um, you have to make it really difficult on them. He's obviously a very high-class goalie. We've seen in these playoffs. He's been able to, you know, play well. I don't know about steel games, but he's been he's been great in a lot of high-pressure situations, just like Vasilevsky. But um, when you can't see the puck, it, it makes it a lot more difficult. So um, we're going to try to do that. Said, I don't know about steel games, but Killer's always been that freaking talk shit, back it up kind of guy. Because this guy does come through in big moments. Um, I think the big difference he, is just that Vasilevsky takes it to another level in the playoffs. He's just so clutch. I'm not. I'm not sleeping on the these. I'm flip flip. Um, I'm not sleeping on Shosturkin. Like I'm not. I know. The Rangers are good, and I know the Lightning are good. It's going to be a barn burner. I hope you got your freaking jocks on, ladies and gentlemen, because it's going to be a nice little series. Um, definitely, Killer has played in big games in Madison Square Garden before. You know McDonough has. Um, these are the two that are at the podium right now. Uh, but uh, McDonough being a former you know, captain of the Rangers, you know, Tell me he hasn't played in a couple big games in MSG. Um, and quite frankly, I think he, he played in that game seven where the Lightning beat the Rangers in Madison Square Garden to go to this, the Stanley Cup final against the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, we know what happened from there. But I believe Killorn did, scored in that game seven. So it's definitely... Um, it's, it's gonna be a great game at. It's gonna be a great game on ESPN at eight o'clock tomorrow, or when you're hearing this tonight. Can't wait. Can't wait. So what do we have next? We got the Mack truck again talking about your favorite man talking about the Bolts going eleven and seven, and how we've had to put the pieces together to do that. And having now we have some demon with some extra rest, but pointer never came up. Just talking about going eleven seven. Oh hey, I love it. Eleven seven is the way to go. Yeah, I mean, fortunately we've done it a handful of times now. Uh, group back there has got a lot of experience and you know we know the course of a game you might be going out with uh, different guys different partners and um, the good thing is is you know we work on all situations we know what's expected of us and it shouldn't really change the way we play uh, you know just because you go out with a different partner so um, we're all pretty familiar with each other now at this point so it's about going out and uh, execute and get the job done with uh, whoever's next to you hell yes Hell yes. 11-7. I've always been a fan of it. Um, dating back to, I mean, we won our first cup on 11-7. Uh, we played strong games. We played strong games with 11-7. Um, I've been over all over it for a couple of years now. I just think it's the way, you know, we play tougher as well. I just I love our playing style. Just hard-nosed, 
11-7 style, and that's what it takes in the playoffs. Uh, so, but we also won a cup 12-6, so it's not a really a – we've won two cups if you count the 0-4 team 12-6, but under John Cooper. Um, seems like we can do whatever we want, though, to be realistic. So uh, let's keep that up and go boats. But what we got now, Johnny? Well, currently waiting here. But uh, we have Julian Breezebois and John Cooper coming up. And uh, no, Man, I love John, uh, Julian Breezebois. Let, let me tell you. Well, I, can, we, I don't think we can talk enough about this guy. But dude, I'll let this you go guy at the deadline got Nicholas, Wayne Gretzky, Paul. Uh, you heard it before. We got rid of Matthew Joseph. We probably weren't re- we, He just made it clear we weren't re-signing him at the end of the year. Um, and we probably couldn't afford him. Uh, so we get this guy, Nick Paul, who is probably out the door, to be honest, because he will get outpriced. Uh, however, however, um, not just Nick Paul, but Brandon Hagel getting uh, two years um, at 1.5 AAV uh, left on his contract, which is kind of a steal since he can, you know, penalty kill. He can also be, he was on the power play in Chicago. Uh, you know, he kind of is a, you know, all around player as well. Uh, so, and then John Cooper just speaks for himself. Cooper's law. That's beautiful because Julian Breeze wall piece I'm about to play here talks about, talks exactly about not just Nick Paul, but these these golden opportunity trades that he's made at the deadline over these last couple of years. To be successful in the playoffs, it comes down to resiliency. And uh, that was the key, I think, to our success the last two postseason runs. And I think that resiliency is what allowed us to get past the first two opponents. And hopefully we, we still have some of that available to us because it's going to be a really tough out. These uh, New York Rangers have shown some really good resiliency on their own. Uh, going seven twice against some good teams and, and finding a way to win those two series. <laughs> I mean, it, it it is what it is, man. Uh, Pittsburgh had goaltending problems. The Hurricanes had goaltending problems. Um, I, man, um, here's to us not having any goaltending problems, hopefully, um, because I think that might be the difference because we're also, you know, the Lightning are also a, um, you know, I I I can't can I say a better team since they beat us three zero in the in the regular season? They're de- yeah, definitely a better team. <sighs> what do you th- what do you think? I mean, beating the Penguins without beating, beating the Penguins, beating the taking seven of the Penguins, seven with the Canes, um, the same Penguins that drug us through the mud. I think yeah. honestly, the the regular season goes out the win- the window once the the playoffs start. I mean, I I played two totally different games. So here's the thing. Here we were talking about the goalies earlier, and you know everyone says it's gonna, and everyone, you know, uh, TNT, NHL, it's got or NHL, ESPN on NHL or NHL on ESPN, whatever. Either way, <laughs> um, you you've just been all over the Igor, 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 and Vassy, 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 right? And of course, Wayne Gretzky. How can you not stop and look at Wayne Gretzky? Of course, he's at the Edmonton game. I wonder who he's rooting for. Uh, but uh, Shesterkin in this year's playoffs, eight and five. Oh, excuse me. Yes, eight and five. Vasilevsky, eight and three. Eight and five. Eight and three. Right. So two sixty eight. First Sturkin, goal against average, two 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 for Vassy. Goals against average. Safe percentage, nine thirty two for Vassy, nine twenty eight for Sturkin. 
I mean, that's around that's around his career. Uh, Shosturkin's career is 928 save percentage, 231 goals against average in 100 games played. Vasilevsky, you know, career 250 goals against average, but that's over 365 games. I mean, one has longevity, one doesn't. We're going to see, you know, does Vasi still keep the throne? Does point come back? We're going to see. We're going to find out. Uh, but we're going to keep you live, up-to-date Oilers, Avs series. Um, who's talking? Uh, every time Wayne Gretzky gets on the screen, apparently, we're going to say something. Uh, the man looks great, by the way, but it looks like he has H&M <laughs> shoes on. Uh, but um, to slide from Wayne Gretzky... And then we're going to slide home into the MLB. You know, we have the Rays and Yankees. Uh, they just got done wrapped up in a four-game series uh, with each other, and it was a barn burner. I mean, the first game going 7-2 to two in the Yankees' favor. Uh, the second game going 2-0 in the Yankees' favor. The third game going saying, hey, the Rays said, uh-uh-uh, 3-1 in the Rays' favor. And then the Sunday game, 4-2, Rays over Yanks to tie it. So two games to start, two games uh, to end. We come out, you know, balanced, just like all things should be in the world. But uh, just a quick wrap-up to get through the games. I know we usually talk about the Rays. They're actually playing right now against the Rangers. And um, the, also the Yankees are playing against the Angels right now. Otani-Judge matchup, you love to see it. Um, seven nothing now. Seven nothing. Yankees. Yankees over the Angels. We love to see it, baby. Uh, Johnny, is it still zero zero yet? <laughs> is it still zero zero yet? The hell are you? That's uh, that's just Rays baseball, man. Well, um, so uh, while Johnny is getting the Rays score, no, it's currently one nothing Rangers. One nothing Rangers. Bottom, bottom four, one on, no outs. Jeez, Louise. Well, the Yankees. Hopefully they win. Uh, well, the Yankees-Rays series uh, was kind of a you know, a pitching duel. I would say Hector Cortez going eight innings in the first game. Man of the match. Nasty Nestor. I love him. Give him a Cy Young already. Um, let in, I believe, you know, just eight Nasty. innings. Eight innings, no runs. Gotta love him. And, of course, we give up two runs with bullpen. Jeez, man. That's so pathetic from the Yankees, from the yeah, bullpen. Yeah, they pathetic. split that series two games apiece. And then- yeah. I was at the I was at the Jamison Tayon game, which is the second and the fourth game. I went to Friday Sunday. Uh, Johnny helped me out Saturday morning. Love the guy. Um, the second game though, I was there two zero, and um, Tampa only had two hits all game. Uh, so Jamison Tayon, five and one, two forty nine ERA now. Not bad, not bad. Two two home runs. I believe it was Glaber and Judge. Uh, so that did that for them. That put them overboard. And I missed both because I was actually going to the bathroom. <laughs> I missed both home runs. <laughs> I missed all of them because I didn't watch the series. And then Sunday, and then Sunday, I walked in. G Man Choi hit a home run. I said, "This is the, I'm cursed here. <laughs> I, I'm literally cursed." <laughs> anyway, um, Saturday's game, three one Rays. Um, it was pretty much besides the first inning, all Rays. Uh, no surprise. Just locked down pitching. Poche got the save. Fire Eisen. Actually, he's what four zero now. Yeah, four zero. No ERA. <laughs> he's hot. 
Um, <laughs> so, and then, uh, of course, I was also there Sunday, 4-2. Uh, McClanahan versus Severino. Great pitching matchup. Severino. Severino had two hits when he got pulled. But the thing is, it was also two runs. Uh, and he got pulled uh, when they were down, I think it was 2-1 at the time. Severino got pulled in the eighth. And, uh, yeah, fire eyes. And you know what sounds good for race pitching, though? Is Glasnow coming back? Glasnow's not coming back till next year. Yeah, of course. No, but Shane Boz is coming back soon. Shane Bozzi. He, uh, he started for AAA Durham the uh, last couple games. Uh, his pitch counts up around 56. They want to get him around 80 pitches before 80 to 90 pitches before they bring him up uh, to really get his rehab going down in AAA and uh, so then he can come up and pitch for us again. But uh, I can't wait for this because then yeah. we'll finally have another pitcher that we can solidify as a starter other than just Shane McClanahan. Oh, uh, we'll be hopefully for the love of God instead of going after hitting cuz we'll be healthy. Uh the Yankees will go after, you know, pitching cuz that's what wins. Yeah. I Imagine, know. oh my god. Yeah, the starting pitching's been solid. They're starting the pitching. Start. I want some relievers. Yeah, oh yeah. I want some relievers. I know how great would it be if we can go 7 every every game. You know, I mean, Clay Holmes be, has been solid, but yeah. um, you know, Chapman's Cha- been hurt. DL, yeah, of course, um, and Chapman's not as no, old it, as he, or not as good as he used to be. That'll that'll definitely be something that they're keeping an eye on near trade deadline. Is uh, I wish the Rays could have a bullpen help. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, yeah. Anyway, um, the healthy starting five for the Rays would be great. You think about it, it'd be Glass now, Boz. Oh no, Glass now, McClanahan, Boz, or Kluber then Boz. And then Chirinos, if he comes back and wants to start. The Rays have a whole stable. The Yankees have a whole f- fucking giants and savages. My, dude, <laughs> my dudes are fucking savages. Savages in the box. Yeah. I, I may be an Aaron Boone fan, yeah. honestly. Uh, but yeah, I'm uh, we'll sure see. the Bronx Bombers I'm, have been. Right at the moment, they're tied for, with the Dodgers for the best record in baseball. The Yankees are. Yep, Yankees and Dodgers, thirty-three and fifteen. Of course, Mets, still Ma- Mets one game behind. Then Brewers, <laughs> Astros, Padres. Games are, are uh, <coughs> Rays are five games back um, of the Yankees, and uh, yeah, AL East, um, like like we've been saying, is going to be a beast all year long. I think. Yeah. Uh, break. I don't think three teams yeah. make the playoffs just because they're all going to be beating the hell up out of each other, especially if Boston uh, think, gets hot. I think Blue Jays are, are definitely going to. I, I think they're gonna get hot. Stop um, it. They're they're gonna. The I Rays mean, will have a hot. The Rays have a winning streak in them. I I I don't know. Boston's gonna be interesting. I think, I think they're gonna be be the one to to see if they're possibly sellers at trade deadline. If if they're you know st- still in fourth place, but uh, I, I'm sure they have a run or two in them. But uh, that'll that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, and the Yankees and Rays play again not too long from right now in the middle of June. Uh, I believe it's June sixteenth. It's when the series starts. The little in New York, is it? Is it? It's 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 in the middle of June. Uh, but I don't know the date off my head. I just I just remember seeing it in the game. Right uh, now, the the Dodgers and the Yankees have the best World Series odds. Dodgers actually slightly ahead, uh, plus four fifty odds. Uh, Yankees around plus six hundred odds to win the World Series. I don't like that. I think that's too low. Hey, look, it's three nothing now. Three nothing. Rays had Rays had plus mm-hmm. two thousand odds. If you're if you're feeling lucky, John. Ooh, plus bet a hundred. Bet a hundred yeah. bucks, get two grand. 
About a hundred bucks right now. If the Rays win the World Series, you get two thousand. That would make baseball not boring, wouldn't it, John? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have every Rays fan but, hate me here in about two seconds. Oh, why? I don't care how good they might get. They ain't winning it this year. They can't. I just I just don't ever believe that. You know, they could small ball. They can. They can. I, I, no, not small ball. Billy Bean baseball. Money ball. Yeah, whatever the hell it's yeah. called, will never ever compete with the three hundred million dollar payroll in the L.A. Dodgers or whatever the hell they are. I, I think the biggest thing too is is when you are you get rid of Sternberg, it might when you are in the hunt and, and you're making a run for it. You, you got to make some moves with the trade deadline. Like if you know that's your year, you got to spend some money, make some yeah. trades. Then you could you know like you've seen the Marlins in the past. I'm trying to think of some other teams where once you see you got to. You got a chance. You make a run for it and spend some money. You win a World Series, then you get rid of everyone and get cheap again. But yeah, um, what do you mean they've been that way since they won the World Series? The Astros did it for a little bit too recently. Well, what I'm saying is like when the the difference between like the Rays haven't so far. The the A's never. They had, did last year with. Um, they're making a run for it, and, and when it gets near trade deadline, that's their chance. To, to make a splash. Oh, Nelson they, Cruz they, last no, year for the race. Yeah, but that was Nelson before the Cruz. trade deadline. Nelson Cruz was a big one, big yeah, acquisition. No, yeah, but yeah, it was just just before the trade deadline. Yeah, but we did get him around there. He but made anyway, a difference. He made a difference. Yeah, but yeah, but the whole time when you have when you know Glass now is hurt and you go through the rest of the whole season, the whole off season, and now we're here. Where's the pitchers? Well, you you guys. Need to do something about all you, uh, all the pitchers getting hurt. You know, wh- wh- where's the training staff? When Why they are we in? signing b- guys like Margot who go on hit streaks for one time a year and then they suck the rest of it? Uh, Margot was pretty good. No, because last time I ripped into all these fools, they all started hitting. Oh, so I'm going to do it again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, before they raise become a 120-win ball club, we got to get to the MLB stats. I didn't say they were going to win 120 games. I know, buddy. but the, if you keep talking crap about them, they're, they're not going to be able to stop. Uh, so <laughs> so uh, the batting leaders and all – I'm doing – there's no AL and I'm doing all MLB. The batting leaders for average, J.D. Martinez, 369. Um, Tim Anderson, uh, he's been in the news lately. Uh, three fifty six. <laughs> uh, three fifty six. Uh, Manny Machado is also in the top five. Three fifty three. Paul Goldschmidt. Three fifty two. Okay. So and then home runs, we have uh, Aaron Allrise, Judge, uh, eighteen homers. Mookie Betts, fifteen. Shoot me now. Alvarez from Houston, fourteen. Trout, thirteen. C.J. Cron from Colorado, that would be or is it? It's Crone. Crone. It's Crone. I always get yeah, Mookie, Mookie Betts has been on fire. He, oh, Mookie's he, he, Mookie's he one top five the, player in the league. Leaderboard. Um, Mookie Betts top five but, player in the league. Oh yeah, no, he, he Boston should have never let him go, and I'm I'm happy that they did. So. Oh, me too. Um, me too. Get him out and, and get him out of the AL at that. Uh, for a leader in RBIs, we got Ramirez from Cleveland, 51. Alonzo from obviously the Mets and Tampa area, 47. Uh, Polly Gold Glove Schmidt, uh, 42 RBIs. Francisco Lindor with 40. Trey Turner, Trey Turner, thirty nine. Um, so and also uh, now for the pitching leaders, don't forget these guys: um, Walker Bueller, Bueller. I said Walker Bueller, Bueller. I said Walker Bueller. Somebody don't like that. <laughs> Walker Bueller. 
Who? Bueller. Uh, who? <laughs> Bueller. Uh, yeah, Bueller. Uh, six wins. Bueller. There's four guys tied at the top. <laughs> Verlander, Bueller, uh, Anderson, for two Dodgers, <laughs> Anderson and Bueller, and Verlander at Houston, and Simber from Toronto. All with six. And the top ERAs, of course, Nestor. Nasty Nestor is second with 1.7. Ow, 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 ow. Man, I love Nasty Ooh. Nestor Cortez. He's been filthy. If they could get that kind of consistent play out of him all year, that yeah, I mean, that pitching staff is going to be scary. And then, I mean, Garrett Cole, he's been off to a rocky start so far, but I, I expect him to get better as the year goes on. And that that pitching, that starting pitching Yankees. staff has become a, a strength for them. Here you go, John. I got a I got a actual trivia question for you. Oh my lordy! I know this answer because I was. Um, I saw this somewhere, uh, but who leads the MLB in strikeouts? Toronto, uh, Colorado is up four to two yep. on Edmonton. I knew these At the Edmonton. Start of the second, dude. Period. You could tell if Calgary scoring six, Colorado's going to might score ten. Uh, but who leads the league in strikeouts? Who leads the MLB in strikeouts? Currently, right the second. Right the second. I don't know. Well, not right the second, but as of tonight's games. Nice games? Yeah, going into the night's games. Today's game. Uh McClanahan might be up there. He is. He's number one. He's a, he's at eighty one. Oh wow. Yeah. He's number That's one in the amazing. league. Number one in the league. I love it. As you told you, I was surprised by that. Me and Josh me, me and Josh Green were just or Josh Green and I were just like what? That's why I was getting ready to say I don't know wild. at first because I wasn't I was like, oh well. Garrett Cole, about it. Garrett Cole fifth at seventy two. Wow. Yeah. So uh and also who's, who's second, third, and fourth? Uh well, there's Rogers from San Diego, Romano from Toronto, and and of course, Hendricks from Chicago White Sox. Yeah. Uh or no, excuse me, excuse me. No, oh, that was saves. Uh Burns, Cease, Nola, Cole. Obviously, Burns from Milwaukee, Cease from Nola. uh the White Sox, and Nola from you know Philadelphia, yeah. and Garrett Cole from the garbage. Who? From the garbage. <laughs> uh, but he has to. He just has Garrett Cole earned his pinstripes yet? Uh, if he would have beat Boston, if he would no. He has he needs the title, but if he would have beat Boston, he would have got a couple of them. He ain't earned nothing yet. I, he came from a cheating scandal with Astros. All because and ain't done nothing. Since. All because you have been a fan your whole life of the Yankees. Doesn't mean you get automatic pinstripes. You I, I think he's been been solid. I, I think. Uh, you know, once he has that postseason success, is when he truly will. That's what has say thing with A Rod. But uh, yeah, but I I think um, you can't really blame the the Yankees postseason success on him so far. Um, but I think this year's a year where it's looking like they 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 could be the team to beat in the AL, and uh, he'll be the ace come playoff time if yeah. that's the case. And you know that that's when you really earn your pinstripes. I I think he's still he's been a solid player, and I think it seems like teammates really do love having him on the team, and he's definitely, I guess, proved himself to be a Yankee, and and uh, yeah, he seems like he fits in there. But I I think yeah, like you like you said, like with A Rod and and other free agents that have come over, you truly earn your pinstripes once you have that postseason success. So yeah, absolutely, and you know what, I. Would you rather have Cole or Cortez take Game Seven? <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's exactly. Crazy. What, Man, like, that's th- crazy. It's even a conversation. That's give, a- <laughs> give me a six or seven, please. Give me a six right. or seven. Oh wait, Severino just pitched five. That's what I mean. Se- or Cole would pitch five. 
Severino would pitch six. Severino, t- and then you know you get Tyone and Montgomery. I mean that they got a deep. No, Jomo would not. Jomo would not be in that four man rotation. No, no shot. Right, right, true. No yeah. shot. Rounding out that they, they got a lot of a lot of starting pitching depth this year, and uh, hope keep it coming, man. Usually that that always seems to be, or at least in recent years, starting pitching has seemed to be the kind of downfall of the Yankees. Yeah, and and injuries, and yeah, to see, yeah, to see well, the Yanks, yeah, to see the Yanks healthy, uh, feels good for once. To see the Rays playing good and the Yankees being good, that just means that I could potentially be Holy going to some. Man, this series is nuts. And I'm four three. <laughs> now it's four it's three. Four three. It's early second period. I Oilers mean, just scored. Scoring is wow. Just going wild here. Wow, it's three minutes. Not even three minutes in the second second period. Okay, well, on that note, <laughs> I love how we dropped the Wu Tang. Cash rules everything around me. TB for y'all. Dollar, dollar, dollar bill, bill, y'all. Uh, wow. All right. I don't even know what to say after that. We'll be back. NFL. NBA. Deuces. Halftime whistle. the good like the nice songs that come into that come into uh you know the nba oh we got to do it a little bit big today so you know celtics warriors nba finals Uh, tv four sports show Uh, (laughs) made in tokyo Uh, okay i'll stop no one wants to hear me talk (laughs) or rap for that matter. But welcome back to the TV4 Sports Show. TV4. TV4. All right. Music goes out. And um, Warriors. Tag team. Back again. Check. Let's begin. Six finals in eight years. Are you joking? Boys, are you joking? Speaking of are you joking, real quick. There it was. Colorado is up seven to five with... Nine minutes and thirty-eight seconds left on the clock. Uh, the f- McDavid and is going nuts right now, trying to lead the Edmonton Oilers on a comeback. But uh, it's going to be tough in Colorado, especially if the Colorado Avalanche are you know you know seven goals and forty-one uh, shots. So anyway, back to basketball, right, guys? Back to basketball. Uh, six finals in eight years basketball? for. W- yeah, basketball. The finals are actually coming up. Game one's on Thursday. Want to hear some other incredible news before we get to basketball? Jesus. This is wild. Yeah, this is wild. What's happening? Uh, the Reds won at Fenway Park for the first time in 47 years. <laughs> Stuff that could have been sent in an email. Stuff that could have been sent in an email, Johnny. God damn it. I had to do it for you, buddy. Yeah, thanks, brother. Okay, so, like I said, 
put some respect on the Golden State Warriors' name. Six finals in eight years. Who? Six finals in eight years. What? The Warriors. Nice. <laughs> yeah, but led by Stephen Curry. Bang! That's a Mike Breen. He has COVID. Mark, uh, not not Mark, uh, Mark Jones or something like that called. I have no idea what the announcer was. But I know Van Gundy was sounding a little sick, though. Um, Van Gundy was sounding a little sick. He was sounding a little sick uh, on the uh, Celtics game seven. But Curry, zero finals MVPs, three title wins. Um, Yes, if you're doing the math, that's 50% of the time that Curry has played in the finals. He has won. Uh, You know, will he win one this year? Will the Warriors win this year? Uh, Celtics are coming. Celtics are coming off of a, you know, a seven game series with the Miami Heat. Hard fought. Warriors. Seize up. Warriors. Definitely a lot, a lot on the, a lot on the line for the Warriors, especially legacy wise for them as a team. Uh, Steph Curry has a lot that he could really boost himself up another level as far as uh, career stats, uh, NBA Finals stats, um, getting a, an MVP. Finals MVP is uh, something his uh, resume is missing. That that that'd be a you know a huge you know career uh, milestone for him. Uh, but uh, I think it's kind of where uh, you know, Warriors have been there. Um, a lot of news have been made. You know, no no Celtics players have any Finals experience, but they have uh, you know made zero. That's that's so crazy, right? I mean, as a young younger team, for the most part, at least their core with like Tatum and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. Um, they're younger, but they, they have a lot of playoff experience. So, um, they, they, they haven't been in the finals like this before, you know, they haven't been in the finals before, but you know, they're, they're a playoff tested team. Um, and no one really expected them to be, to be here as far as, uh, you know, halfway through the season, um, you know, they were about a 500 team and they really went on a run. So they, they almost have nothing to lose. They're, they're big underdogs going in, uh, Warriors are minus 150 favorites. So. You know, a lot on the line, I think, for the Warriors. They have a lot to prove, but almost, in a way, nothing to lose for the Celtics. No one expected them to be here. But guess who did expect the Celtics to get here? <laughs> That's right. This bastard. This guy who has eight <laughs> eight fingers and two thumbs. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. I predicted I predicted Celtics versus Warriors in the NBA Finals. And I also tweeted a little bit ago, uh, can't remember when, but I know it was a decent time ago, and I said Celtics plus 2,000. Hmm. And I posted a, a, a GIF. Not a GIF, a GIF. Just with a J. I posted a GIF. But... Um, a peanut butter? But... I think Stephon Curry, the old Davis. Who? Dave, <laughs> Stephon Curry. Stephen Curry. There you go. Stephen Curry. The Splash Brother. Curry. Bang! I think Mr. Three Man himself. From the, the logo. Greatest, yeah, from the gr- yeah, from the freaking logo. The greatest shooter ever to play the game of basketball. Uh, will win. Will win his finals MVP. Get in that top ten. I don't know. I don't know if you can put him top ten all time, uh, but certainly knocking on the door. I don't think he's up there. You know, with you know Shaq's. Um, he is the greatest three point shooter of all time. 
Uh, he's not out Speaking there with Kobe. Of Shaq, he has a th- chance of uh, passing him for career points in the finals. Uh, but he's uh, at 741. He's tied 14th all time. Shaq is uh, so, so Curry has a uh, he's tied with George Mikan. He could pass him, James Worthy, and then Shaq. Uh, about 120 points behind him, and then uh, another uh, about. Uh, 80 points to pass Kobe Bryant in 11th place, and then Magic Johnson after him. So, Kobe, or I mean, uh, Steph Curry could pass, uh, you know, some huge names when it comes to career finals MB, or career finals points. Um, already, by far, has the most three pointers in NBA finals history. Does, does, does Curry need to win a finals MVP to cement his legacy, Johnny? I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I mean, I mean, we all know who Steph Curry is. Yeah. You know, that just means that Steph Curry was more about playing, being a team player. He didn't want to be greedy and take the ball. And I'm not saying that there's other players that are greedy, <coughs> but we know who they are. Yeah. And he does but have anyway. a unanimous, you know, MVP as it is, you know. So while he doesn't have the, the finals MVP, he does have the regular season MVP, which, you know, is is really more valuable when it comes down to it, and then he has the uh, the finals. He you know th- three rings to go along with it. I think but, there, I yeah mean, yeah, I, but what finals but, MVP would definitely be. I think you know, it definitely a nice so. cherry on top. But here's the thing though, taking putting Curry's finals into your perspective real quick. The first finals he won, Matthew Della Vadova was the second best player on the opposing team. Matthew Della Vadova. Was the second best player on the team he beat LeBron James, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Heard that name in forever. Who people said that he should have got the series MVP, the the series, the finals MVP, LeBron James, because he was playing so spectacular. So there's that. So not only did Iguodala win that MVP. But a guy on the other team, a guy on the other team was getting more recognition for one, deserve, more deserving to win the MVP than you were. Now, the next year, blew a 3-1 comeback, but also uh, was down 3-1 to OKC. Came back, then down 3-1 to LeBron. LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, they win in four, seven games. We all know this, that story. And then the next year, Kevin Durant. And then the year after that, Kevin Durant. And then the injuries started to happen. So, I'm just saying, uh, I think Curry definitely needs to win this uh, Finals MVP to cement his legacy. Is he one of the best point? Is he one of the best point guards of all time? Yes, yes, he is. Um, is he top ten all time? No, he's not. That's just what it is. I mean, he has so much to gain by by having a huge. Yo, finals performance. Like, see, that's why I disagree. I think right now you could probably make a case. Does he deserve to be in the top ten right now? It, uh, it could. You could pull. You could put him there. Some people might not, but some people can. But if he wins this fourth title, I don't think. I don't, I don't even think he needs the MVP. But I think if he wins this fourth title, he's definitely got to be top ten. Okay, so what? But is if this? he wins the MVP, I mean, yeah. If he's not top ten after that, then I don't know. Yeah. Well. Don't worry, Celtics fans. We're going to get to you because I love me some Jason Tatum. I love me a Duke guy. I love me some Tatum. I love me some Brown. And I love me some Smart. Uh, and, hey, I'm one of the guys who got I love me some Smart. 
Two boats. Uh, by the <laughs> way, Colorado is winning seven to six now. Uh, Edmonton coming back. I'm not going to tell you the time, but it's it's crazy. Um, so I mean, the Celtics, they got here. How they got here? Be through how? Yeah. I mean, they, <clears throat> defense first. They're they're uh, both Warriors and Celtics, the top two defensive teams in the league this year, and uh, they they really uh, they they turned it around. I think um, they're going to be you know really fun to watch uh, how they guard the Warriors and and stop their high scoring attack. Um, it'll be huge to see you know how Marcus Smart, uh, Tatum. Uh, Brown, Al Horford's huge on defense for them. Um, how they're going to be able to to handle Gator the, the three point shooting of uh, the Warriors, but um, I think yeah, the, their defense they're, and they're led by a uh, you know first year coach uh, Udoka, who had uh, played against Curry in his career. Say that name five times, and uh, yeah. <laughs> he's uh, I think really you you can see the identity of that team. You know, defense first and. I mean Tatum and and Brown. It seems like if you could get both of them scoring and playing at the top of their game at, at once, um, the Celtics are, are pretty much you know, impossible to beat. But it seems like it's one or the other that really goes off scoring. Yeah, and, and you always uh, gotta love. You always gotta love. Uh, you know, a good in a seven game series, you're good for a a mark this at least this year a Marcus Smart twenty five point game. Yep. You're good for at least one of them, right? And the thing is, if Brown, who smart, if no, Bra- he's if, gonna play an amazing, you know, if three three guys, if it took three guys to do above average, get at least like twenty five, it seemed like to beat the Heat that were you know battling injuries. <laughs> um, beat the Heat. I don't know, but it just uh, I give the Celtic the Celtics have hope and a lot of it, and well deserving, uh, but. I just see the Warriors getting another title here, and everyone now everyone knows that it's back to basics, and the league is all aligned again. Um, but it's not like the Warriors are unstoppable. It's just this, and I think this Warriors title, if they win, Warriors. If they win this Warriors title, if they win, could probably mean the, like the probably the best one in there. Probably their best title and But is it really I wanna say the best team, but I think it means the most. I feel like it would probably be like their most accomplished championship yet. Yeah. I still I like think they're we're, come back, to we're come back here. the way they have like this. Yeah. Yeah. I think this will be their most and that that's what ultimately I think, you know, does it. So to go on to the predictions, I'm going Warriors, six games, uh they're just they just do it. I I just think that they're a better team. Curry's written in the stars to get a Finals MVP. Um, Celtics are inexperienced, and it's not like just inexperienced. Inexperienced by like three hundred and seventy minutes of final play, NBA Finals play. I don't know. I do love me some Celtics. I think Tatum's good to get one. I think, um, you know, a couple mismatches, a couple turnovers here. Uh, a couple calls here, give the Celtics another one, maybe in the Garden, um, and then cast away Curry, another parade for the Warriors, and then 
I can't wait to hear Draymond Green at the parade. That'd be funny. That'd be funny. But, Johnny, what do you think? What's your predictions? Well, I think, just to be quick, plain and simple, the Warriors come out, they win their first two, they go up 2-0. Celtics win one the next game. Then game four, I think it's close. I think the Celtics pull it out, tie it at two. Mm. But then I think the Warriors take the next one, game six. Game five. Yes, that's what I meant. Yep. Sorry, sir. Miscounted there. You got it. But then that's when the the reincarnation of the Kevin uh, Garnett chance. Anything is possible. I'm taking season seven. Oh. Ha. Celtics in seven from Johnny. Pound the money line. Money line, money line, money line. Gems. What's your prediction? I'm taking the, the Warriors in seven. I think. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing that they'll be up three games to two, wow. and and then uh, uh, Boston will tie it up, and then Warriors will win it at home in seven. Yeah, and Warriors I'm, in seven. And I'm I'm uh, I'm predicting Curry to get get his MVP. Jason Tatum will not be denied. Well, see, here's the thing: I feel like this series is more likely to end in five than seven, and that's why I gave it six. See, I, I I don't know I why. I think they they both they both are just why? so so why? good defensively. I th- I think it'll be Tell me why. I think they're really evenly matched, but I think as the series goes on, uh the Warriors are a deeper team and Warriors. I think I think I think they'll eventually wear out the Celtics. Um and they're not quite as deep and I I I think uh Warriors will be um they'll have an advantage as the series goes on. So we all so you have Gems has Warriors in seven, Johnny Decker has Jeez. Celtics in seven. Uh, I have the Warriors in six, and Colorado is up eight to six on Edmonton, and they just won the game. Uh, Holy crikey, Mike! Crikey! I, yes. So um, from the Warriors to an NFL warrior, and that's Aaron Donald. Uh, holy moly, mother of God! Is this guy not the best player in the NFL? Maybe, I think he's definitely top two, Whoop. top three. Aaron Donald. Yeah. Um, top and he's in the news now, and he's in the news now. You don't say. And he's talking about retiring, being okay with retiring. Um, pay me my money. Uh, on the I am more than an athlete podcast. Uh, there's a lot of questions. I mean, he has a base salary of $9.25 million at 60th highest paid base salary in the league. He, uh, take it for what you want, because base salaries can surprise you a little bit, especially reworked contracts. Uh, he also has a $5 million roster bonus. Why would you not want to have $5 million? Um, you said you, he did say he only wanted to play eight years. He did that. His eighth year, he won a Super Bowl. He kind of closed out the NFC title game against the Niners and the Super Bowl, and he was pointing at the finger. We all remember it. Um, he has all the leverage. Um, it's not like you're not going to pay Aaron Donald. It's more of a fact that what cap room do you have now? Because <laughs> the Rams are just gimme, gimme, gimme at this point. I feel like they're still playing, and they're still playing Madden with the cap off, and they don't have Von Miller anymore. <laughs> 
Von Miller, six years, $120 million for the Buffalo. Huge deal. Worth it deal. Want to know why? Go and get Patrick Mahomes. That's it. You can beat everybody else for the Bills. But that's another story for another time. We're going to circle that wagon in, uh, in no time. So um, Aaron Donald, contracts, gems. What the hell? I think first when you, when you hear the talk of retirement, I, I don't think there's any chance he actually retires. I think maybe it's starting to, to creep into his mind that maybe he's getting near the end. But um, when it comes to <laughs> him still being capable of playing at the level he's he's able to play at and the money that he's able to be making still, there's no chance you're going to retire when, you, when you're at this level. And I think that he's just, he's just letting them know that, <laughs> you know, if you want me to play, uh, you know, I, I, I can retire if I want, but you better pay me. If if you want to keep me, um, if if not with them, then you know they they could immediately put him up on the market. They could get I don't know four or five first round picks for you know all but the no, picks for I, Aaron I Donald. See, the thing is, if Aaron, he really wanted to get paid, yeah, that might be a little outrageous. Four or five first rounders for no, I, I mean, no, I mean he's only in his eighth year. He'll probably play probably four more and then retire. Maybe that I don't know. If he's already talking about I'm retirement. Saying, like if, you, if, if the second. If Aaron Donald, you know, wanted to be traded, there would be that'd be the biggest. They wouldn't win the West the without Aaron Donald in history. <laughs> they wouldn't win the West without Aaron Donald. They wouldn't win the they wouldn't win the NFC West without. I mean, Aaron he's Donald. so dominant that you know the whole the whole defense revolves around him. Absolutely, I mean, at all it always revolves around getting pressure around the quarterback. Uh, Aaron Donald just so happens to you know command triple teams, let alone double teams. Um and Godspeed if you single cover him. So, uh, single single. I mean, if, if you had to ask me how how this is gonna play out, I think he's gonna end up back with the Rams. I think oh, it's just yeah. just talk as as in you know he wants one year deals he, the rest of the way home. He, he he's playing out his leverage, you know, letting it be known that he doesn't just have to keep playing on a, I guess, cheap or uh, <laughs> underpaid deal when you could consider. There's no one that really deserves to be paid more than Aaron Donald when it comes down to it. He, he impacts the game more than, you know, really anyone when it comes to either side of the ball. Yeah, well, a Pittsburgh Steelers fan over here might have a, might have a word with you. But, Johnny, what do you think about uh, Aaron Donald and uh, the shenanigans that um, is being discussed? Because it, it was just discussed around, like, right after the Super Bowl. Aaron Donald could retire. But now it's May. It's after the draft. OTAs are starting. What's happening? I don't know. Maybe he really is tired. You never know. He could be. You know, these. Some he of these, is fulfilling what he said he some, wanted to do. Some of these guys have been playing a long time. You know, we're not even thinking about how long they've been playing. So, Peewees, you know, you're a kid on, on oh, the yeah. field. You've been playing for a long time. Some of these guys have, and maybe he is tired. You know, he has played enough. He did get his ring. He's, he's eight years in, and he got a ring. Some guys, that's all it takes for him. Some guys are simplistic. They just want a ring. Ali Marpet? Maybe that's all he wanted was a ring. Well, it's, it's hard It's hard to. Now, maybe he, with Mar- Marpet real quick, maybe yeah. if Brady doesn't retire, maybe he thinks about another year. But I think because of that whole situation, the way it went down, he retired. He said he was done. Yeah, even Tom called Ali and said, hey, I'm coming back. Let's run Let's go. Let's run it back, blah, 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 no. blah, blah, blah. And Ali said, I'm, I'm retired, man. 
I'm sorry. I can see because there's a lot of problems within the Bucks organization uh, from like that didn't get out that started to trickle out towards the end. Um, not just the Bruce Arians bullcrap, but um, I can see where he's just like this. This I already have my ring. I have my money. I'm done. Uh, which is kind of like what Aaron Donald wants to do. Um, he has his ring. He did his eight years. I feel like I've dreamed this before, and I'm having deja vu. But um, Aaron Donald definitely um, pay the man and. Um, he might command. Would you would you pay Aaron Donald thirty million dollars if it meant guaranteeing a Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, I just just was checking. Chris Jones is getting a, a twenty nine, like twenty nine and a half million dollar cap hit this year. Cap hit. So I mean, uh, you know, salary plus bonuses. I mean, figure <laughs> the Rams also. They obviously seem like they they could figure out how to get. <laughs> You know, make it work with bonuses or whatever they have to do to get under the cap. But, yeah, less need, um, big ups to him. But I mean, he he deserves Chris Chris Jones money, and then some. Yeah, I I say uh, you definitely got to get paid more than the uh, defensive tackle, uh, Johnny. You think uh, you think Aaron Donald is worth quarterback money? Maybe to certain teams because they feel like they need that. But, <laughs> uh. I think I'd really have to evaluate my roster depending on who I'm with or where I'm at, and uh, I'd have to really think about that because yeah, Aaron. Or Donald should I say receiver? Or should I say receiver money? I guess should I say receiver, receiver money? Receiver money at thirty million. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, quarterback money. We're talking fifty million now. I'm talking like I'm right. in the twenty tens. <laughs> <Yeah>. Thirty million dollars <laughs> for a quarterback. What a steal! Thirty million dollars. Let's do it. I mean, Tom's only getting ten or twenty five. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, no, but uh, I meant wide receiver money. Excuse me. $30 million a year. I mean, getting up there now, almost 30 million with Devontae making 28 and a half, 30 million a year. That's wild to but, me. But I mean, would you rather, who do you think is more, more important to a team, Aaron Donald or Devontae Adams? I think, I mean, a wide receiver could be, who do you think is a better football player? Better football player? Oh, yeah. Aaron Donald. Okay. Why is he getting paid more? He's not a skilled position. Well, don't the best people in businesses get paid the most? Yeah, they should. Or, 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 or organizations. But everybody has a cap hit. Everybody has a cap hit. Everybody has a cap. That they you can work the cap, man. It's a fake number, especially when you can re- restructure contracts. The Bucks have done it. The Rams do it. Everybody does it. Well, yeah, they have to now because everybody's signing these massive contracts. Uh, Wayne Gretzky's on the court. Then they want to put teams back together, so they want to reconstruct. But it all comes back to – it even comes back to that with Aaron Donald. Okay, so fine. He might not want to retire. If you really want to go out a champion on top – why are you not taking less money? Or like, just going out. A champion or on top. Or just go out. Exactly. Or just go out. Okay. Well, but I could see he could be tired. I could see that. And, you know, he finally won his ring, and he wants to call it quits. I mean, I think he'd be silly. I think he still has yeah. a few more years left in him, for sure. Eight years in the league. He's only 31 years old. Um, yeah, but how would, you, how would you feel if people, came, if people came to you and said, and you asked people that you love, that no football, like, you know, your agent and stuff like that. I think if I stop playing right now, I could be a first ballot Hall of Famer and everyone would say yes. No one without con- any conviction or anything. Or, or just like, yes. If everybody would say yes on a dime. Yes. Then like, yeah. how, how can you, how can you like go on? You know, I would You're not gonna, walk. You I'd risk injury, you know, I would be done. I have my, I have money still. I'm young. I can still pursue my other dreams that I was pursuing before with, with or be, even before football. You know, 
excuse me, but um, he can do what he wants now. He has a ring. He's gonna be a guaranteed first. He's gonna be a guaranteed first ballot Hall of Famer in five years. Yeah. What more can you ask for? I mean, you're you're a kid where it in the NFL dream. Think about this numbers, folks. The NFL dream of when you start as a kid to getting to the NFL, you have a one percent chance to make it to the NFL. Well, Aaron Donald looks like a one percenter in the, in the human race. So, <laughs> so it makes sense why. But that I'm man just saying the, the fact that if you put it in my court, yes, if you told me that I was going to go to the the NFL, I was going to win Defensive Player of the Year a couple times. I was going to win a Super Bowl ring, and I was going to, uh, and I was going to go out and be a first ballot Hall of Famer in five years after I retire. I would love that. That be that would be enough for me. Well, not only that, because Gems told me this earlier. Tell the people, Gems, <laughs> what you told me about Aaron Donald with the All Pros and the. Yeah, I mean, he started out as a rookie of the year, and then since then has been first team All Pro or a defensive MVP. So I mean, that that's been that's been his career. He's so just, no matter what, he's came. So every year in the NFL, he's been a rookie of the year, All Pro, or defensive player of the year. Yep, just in 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 eight seasons. And now you attach Super yep. Bowl and champion. a Super Bowl champion, and that, that could honestly shut down the NFC title game and shut down the Super Bowl game. And then you add first ballot Hall shut it to down. yourself in five years. This is what yeah, it, no, the writing's on the wall. Honestly, you can't ask for anything else. And then, like I said, he's still young, so now he can go pursue other dreams. Uh, I mean, but well, this you do, is what, you this do this pay is what the I guy. Think when it comes down to it, you do pay the guy. What, it's hard to walk away from twenty five million dollars. Exactly. I, I, I mean, say when, you're when, you're, when you're in your thirties and you're talking about getting paid thirty something million a year and you still whether it's maybe just one more year, maybe two or three possibly, you're talking about thirty something million a year and then you're still gonna be retired the rest of your life and you're like <laughs> you know, thirty four, thirty five, like I know he he might be satisfied, but then you really come I think if he was really serious about retiring, he would have done it by now. But he, he, uh, he no, uh, he, he now, re- right? No, he would have done it like after Super Bowl, a week or two after the Super Bowl. Like the the fact that it's lasted this long, he's like, there's no way he's turning down money. He's just trying to see, you know, what kind of deal he could get. But like, like, yeah, I think that's also part um, part of it. I mean, it. I think that maybe you really. It, it's usually he has a year or two where he starts to fall off or he gets hurt a little bit, and then he's not going to get that huge deal. That's when he starts thinking about retirement. But when you're still going to be commanding like that huge that huge deal. Well, you're a big part of a team that's a Super Bowl winner, right? So camaraderie. Yeah, I, just, I, I, I don't see him. I, I think there's – what now? No chance he's going to retire. I think it's, at this point, it's just how much money. I don't think he's going to retire, but then again, if he did, I wouldn't be surprised. So, real quick, just to end it, um, would you pay? Would you pay Aaron Donald thirty million dollars a year? Yeah, for sure. Would you pay Aaron Donald thirty million dollars a year? Yeah, I wouldn't because that's really expensive for a defensive player that I could get at sixty percent for you know ten million, to which. Actually happened. Akeem Hicks uh, signs with the Bucks real quick for one year, ten million dollars. Does that mean Adamakong sues a goner? Not necessarily, but the chances of him signing are probably slim to none. I agree because we have Logan Hall, who we drafted in this, the Bucks drafted in the second round. Also, I keep saying we. I'm so I'm such a homer. 
I'm a Homer Simpson in my teens, but I can't <laughs> I can't deny it. I'm a rider. You don't want to mess with me. Uh, so uh, Akeem Hicks, you one year, exactly, one year, ten million dollars. He only signed because of Tom Brady. Don't get it twisted with your heads. It's only a one-year deal. Uh, but who gets credit for this? It wasn't Jason Light because Jason Light did not have. Um, it was only constructed with Greenberg and Drew Rosenhaus, who was Akeem Hicks' agent and Tom, Tom Brady. Ah. <laughs> uh, Really, Rosenhaus is Brady too. That's that's incredible. What do you know? I feel like Rosenhaus owns the Bucks, Loki. Uh, <laughs> great option. Uh, but Sue, and apparently he hates the, the Saints. So now, do the Raiders, who were the team, the Browns, the Raiders, and the Bucks, were all in on Dominic Sue? Browns being out, Bucks then sign Hicks. Now, do the Raiders have a floor price at ten million dollars for one year for Sue, or do they have a ceiling price at ten million dollars? For Kong Sue, what do the Raiders do? I think the ceiling's got to be at ten million. Ceiling has to be at ten. Don't million. pay him anything more than ten. Well, here's the thing: I can't imagine the Bucks offering Sue ten million dollars and him not taking it. And if he didn't take it, then I mean, there's a reason why we got to keep Hicks. I think you could see Sue take less, and he would still take it if it was with the Bucks. Well, you can't do that in Vegas. I mean, I feel like no. Wait, does Vegas? Vegas doesn't wait. Vegas doesn't have state tax, right? It's Texas. It's us and Tennessee, right? Something like that. Florida. In Nevada? Nah, I don't think they do. All right, watch this. Okay, anyway, we don't care. That's not, that's not the point. But the point is, Sue, $10 million, he might get eleven just because he can eke out another million dollars. Why wouldn't you, right? Um, so, but we were, I want to go back to what we were talking about with Aaron Donald. from the Patriots? Yeah. <laughs> well, stop it. So, Aaron. So Aaron Donald. We're saying he's. I was asking thirty million dollars, right? Thirty million dollars wide receiver money, because I feel like another person who should be getting paid wide receiver money is Travis Kelsey. Uh, Travis Kelsey, one thousand percent, is literally a freaking receiver in a tight end role. Um, He's not. He's better than Jimmy Graham ever was without a whole arbitration garbage, um, that clearly shouldn't have been paid like a receiver because look what he did elsewhere. Uh, but, but, um, Travis Kelsey, does he deserve more money, guys? I mean, Johnny, he sure as hell is playing like a receiver. I mean, uh. As far as what these stats tell me and what from what George Kittle has said. Read them. George Kittle thinks Travis Kelsey should make top wide receiver money. He gets paid half of what a wide receiver makes, which just boggles my mind, which he's about right. Because since 2016, Travis Kelsey has led the league in receptions or receiving yards, my bad, with 7,269 receiving yards. And he's only making $14.3 million a year. One of the surest, one of the surest draft picks you can make with Travis Kelsey in fantasy. Now, the top, the what some might say the top receiver, the best receiver in the league, and Devontae Adams yeah, has 7,192 receptions but makes $28 million. Receiving yards. Yes. Keep saying receptions. I got I you, know. though. I messed it up. It's okay. it's okay. We got what you said. Receiving yards. So one more time for the for the people at home. So, Kelsey has 7,269 receiving yards mm-hmm. since 2016, which is the top. Okay. And then Devontae Adams is second with 7,192. Then you have Julio Jones and D-Hop rounding out the top four. 
with 7,129 and 7,048. Injury, injury riddled receivers. Injury riddled receivers. And they're still making 20 million a year. Well, Jones is on a free agent. Well, yes, but he made 22 million last year. Oh, good lord, dude. Tennessee. You went. You went. It went for it all. And so yeah. to answer the question, I think Travis Kelsey deserves more money, for sure. Yeah. Receiver money. Christian Kirk just you got paid twenty one well. million dollars. You might as well. Christian Kirk just got paid twenty one million dollars. I mean, you might as well pay him at least twenty five. Christian Kirk just got paid twenty one million dollars. Yeah. I oh, mean, well, then in that case, he deserves forty. Gems, do you have do you have anything on on what the hell Travis Kelsey deserves to be paid? So the average salaries for tight ends: George Kittle's number one, fifteen million per year; Kelsey number two, fourteen point three; Dallas Goddard and Mark Andrews close behind fourteen Jesus million per year. Christ. I mean, Kelsey's in another complete, you know, completely a whole nother level compared to those guys. Now, while I shit talk that, look up the receivers for us, and now. Johnny, Travis freaking Kelsey deserves at least $20 million. Christian Kirk is making $21 million. Now, $20 million would be Mike Williams' money, would be Chris Godwin money. I mean, Tyreek Hill's averaging $30 million per year. Devontae Adams, $28 million. DeAndre Hopkins, $27. A.J. Brown, $25. Stephon Diggs, $24. D.J. Moore, $20.6 million. Okay, stop. I mean, uh, so Keenan Allen, significant part of the Chargers offense. Travis Kelsey, significant part of the Chargers offense. Well, who's after Keenan Allen? Mike Williams, another Charger. Boom. There you go, 20, 20. And then Goblin. So Kirk's at what, 21? Uh, Shown 18 million per uh, average. 18 per million. Year. Oh, with bonus, <laughs> with incentives. Okay, so 18, even 18 million, though, would be what? 13th. 13th receiver. Way well above. The top paid tight end. So Christian Kirk is not better than. So Kelsey the best better tight end. than DJ Moore. Where's he at? DJ Moore is uh yeah six at twenty point six million per year. Twenty point six. Twenty point six. Yeah. And who's above him? Uh, AJ Brown fourth at twenty five million per year. That's that's Stephon Diggs fifth at twenty four million per year. You're not getting that. So. So it's that's the sweet spot, DJ Moore and AJ Brown. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's where it. that's where you land. Yep, twenty no, twenty million plus. I think plus. he's worth more than that. You, th- oh, you think he's worth more than the third the third highest paid receiver when you're a tight end? I who's think the, Travis Kelsey would be third? fine. It's in that twenty to twenty five million. It, range. Even if you are, I think he takes that little bit of money less just to say, oh yeah, this me giving back to Kansas City, just like Patrick Mahomes did with a team friendly quarterback deal in ten years. Yeah, because he took all his money guaranteed. Yeah, well, Travis Kelsey deserves to get paid. I think the sweet spot is A.J. Brown, D.J. Moore money, 20.6 to 25. And I think it falls somewhere, $23 million a year. Boom, rest of your career, Kansas City Chief. Uh, would you would you take that deal if you're Travis Kelsey? Four-year, uh, four $23 million. A year, yeah, yeah, twenty-three. Yeah, that's what we were just talking about. Right about okay, yeah. so right around ninety million for four years. Yeah, would you take a deal? Just say, hey, you and Mahomes, rest of the way, baby. At twenty-three million, and I'm 
probably single-handedly top five best receiver. I think that's real close. I, he might be pushing for I more. I think at 26, he would take it. That means they have more than A.J. Brown. Yeah, I think he's worth more than A.J. Brown. Okay. I mean, okay. Damn. Gems? Yeah, I I, I think that... Or right at A.J. Brown money at 25. I think he'll push 25? for a little bit more uh, okay. than that. Okay, that's more like it. That's that's where I'm thinking. I, want, I wonder if he's, if he's looking for more... Like a, more per year, or if, if possibly if, he, if he's looking for um, more years guaranteed, possibly. And we're all talking I, hypothetically I, I, here. Yeah, too. and I, yeah, I'm not sure how long he's he's hoping to play. Uh, whether it's just a shorter contract, two or three years, or if he's looking long term. But uh, he, he's right in the middle of his prime. But he, he's definitely got a lot of a lot of hits. A lot of he's he's never leaving Mahomes. He's he's Gronk. He's the Gronk to Brady. He's the Mahomes. He's yeah. the Kelsey to Mahomes. When the hell is he going to just say he's coming back, by the way? I don't want to talk about him. He's coming back. I just don't care anymore. They're like, <laughs> when, when, when's he coming back? Okay, cool. He's back. He can come back week four. I'll be like, oh, I, I told you so. Did you see he was uh, playing uh, batting practice with him, with Brady at Steinbrenner Field? Oh, uh, look, look like he was in workout clothes, too, but we're not going to go there. Like I said, I don't care. With, with the wristband of plays on Brady's wrist. Oh, yeah, did you notice that? <laughs> it's like, hey, don't come to OTAs. We'll just work out away, <laughs> you know, like... So people are dumb. <laughs> like they're like, yeah, we're not gonna tell you it is what it is. We're just gonna let you think for yourself. Uh, but Travis Kelsey deserves to get paid more money. Um, I think it'll be twenty three million dollar extension, um, to a year. Uh, I think it would be twenty five normally, but he's gonna take a little bit less just so he can give back to the Kansas City Chiefs two million extra dollars a year. Uh, that they're saving, which eventually it's gonna be more because. Caps gonna keep but if going. it's a guaranteed fifty million, uh, I mean, guaranteed money is a different story. We're just trying to, you know, but that's him. Also, him make a good back. make a good pace. Um, but we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Hey, let's just say Travis Kelsey is, you know, not limping into the future. Okay, you know who is limping? Uh, Jameis Winston in OTAs for the New Orleans Saints, and uh, Jameis Winston coming off a torn ACL injury. That uh from Devin White, uh, but it wasn't on purpose. It was uh Bum. against the, it was against the Bucks. Week five, week six. Good lord, it's a long time ago. Of course, the Bucks lost, uh, to the Saints. And um, talks talks of Baker Mayfield going to New Orleans. What the hell is going on, Johnny? You're the Baker guy. That'd be a nice setup for him. Would it? Olave Thomas. Olave Thomas and Landry. And Jarvis and Alvin Kamara. And then O-line without Teron so, Armstead, so though. It's you, So you're essentially, eh, Teron Armstead, I think they picked up a big lineman in the draft. I got to go back and look. Oh. Uh, Penning or whatever. Was it Penning? Trevor Penning? Probably. From Southern Iowa or some crap? I don't know. Northern was, Iowa. Northern Iowa. I was big on, I was big on, uh, I was big on Trevor Penning. I think they got him, but I'm not sure if they got him. But anyway, well, well you're not a there. Saints fan anymore. I forgot. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, no. He essentially, yeah. He if he leaves Cleveland, leave Cleveland, go to New Orleans. I mean, I feel like he's going in a little bit better situation. I think Mike Williams is definitely probably the best receiver he's been around, other than maybe Landry. Then you have Landry again that he relinks up with. You imagine Jarvis Landry would be so heated. <laughs> He's like, I, I, just left, so. I just left this son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't think so. 
And then you have Alvin Kamara, who. Pound I mean, ba- pound, Baker could check pound it down. For pound better, better running back. I don't know. Wasn't Baker compared to Drew Brees? Yeah. Ooh. Because his stats were similar. And with his record, I think Baker. I think Baker in his first four years was thirty and twenty nine with seventy nine touchdowns and fifty six interceptions, and then uh, Drew Brees was thirty and twenty eight with uh, I think fifty fifty nine. 56 somewhere uh, touchdowns. Get the mic out of your mouth. <laughs> I hate I hate Drew Brees. I hate him. I know you love him. You love him. But I'm just giving him. you the stat. I love and, to hate him, though. <laughs> and, yeah, right. I love to hate him. You love to hate him. But uh, no, I think it would be a, a great fit. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think Baker Mayfield 100% would be a good fit in New Orleans. And it's not a big, like, I guess it is like a, a football city. But at the same time, I feel like they love their Tigers and they love their Saints. And if Jarvis Landry approves of them, you know, go Tigers. And uh, but I don't know. I just I just don't feel like Baker Mayfield's uh, like gonna be a good quarterback, especially in New Orleans. I I just think there's too much going around with them. Uh, I think. You won't I even. Think I, I think you won't even be the first quarterback dealt. I think that, it's that's very, uh, that's on the trading market. I think it's a very similar situation to what he was in in, in Cleveland, except for the difference is Steve Stif- uh, Kevin Stefanski. I think was the offensive coordinator coming from Minnesota, and Dennis Allen is the defensive cre- coordinator moving up into a more defensive role, which maybe he Dennis needs. Allen. Dennis Allen's now the head coach. Yeah, he's he's defensive coordinator before. Yes, now he's the head coach of the Saints. Yes, and who who's running that offense? I don't know who's running that offense now. Isn't that a problem? Well, I'm sure it's probably somebody in-house that they've yes, already had. of course. Yeah. And it's no different. But what I'm saying is now he's going from something that was, you know, more running gun, and he's still going to have that with Kamara, but now he's going to be able to drop passes down to Kamara, and Kamara can run out of the backfield. I think it's a hell, of a, a hell of a suit for Baker. Don't forget my dude backing up, AK. Don't forget him. I did forget him. There you go. We'll t- stay tuned. Looked it up. We'll figure it out next episode. <laughs> gems. Gems. Who gets dealt first, Jimmy Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield? I'd say Garoppolo. Um, it, it's it's hard to say. It, it seems like with 49ers, like, they they get far. They, you know, they go to the playoffs. They get far with, with Garoppolo. But at the same time, it seems like they're, they're set on, on moving forward without him. And they've even kind of like openly talked about fielding offers for him this this off season. So, um, I, I I think when it comes to um, at, you know this point of the year, especially you're looking for someone kind of proven. Uh, Baker just has so many, I guess, question marks compared to, to Jimmy Garoppolo. He's he's more of a sure thing. Well, uh, yeah. Um, well, with the, but they're both coming off of uh, surgeries. Jimmy Garoppolo, two NFC title game appearances in three years. Baker Mayfield, two out of three Geico commercials or TV commercials are good. So <laughs> uh, that that's a big difference. I, I love that you know Baker Mayfield played his heart out. He showed his pride, but his pride might come back to bite him in his ass. Um, but we could also say that Baker also had to play what might have been more competition than what Jimmy had to do. How so? Patrick Mahomes, 
Josh Allen. Those are out of division. Lamar though. Jackson. No, it's all AFC. I'm uh, talking about Baker. In conference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'm saying you had a lot to, more yeah. to deal with than what Jimmy G had to deal with. In a run first offense. <laughs> I mean, Nick Chubb. I mean, I'd hand it off to Nick Chubb. Three hundred. Kareem Hunt. It, I mean, I yeah. It, it's. But you also had Njoku, Austin Hooper, Jarvis no. Landry, Gone. Baker Mayfield. Oh, I, I, okay. Yeah, obviously that was all, that was and a, and a really good offensive line, and yeah. you, you did win a playoff game. Yeah, with a defense that was still you did, pretty you banged did, up. You did win a playoff game. You did win a playoff game. However, Jimmy G has uh, more accolades there. Um, he might not have as great of a. Who has a better arm out of them? I don't. Even, I think that's like they're just neck and neck. But I do think Jimmy G. Once he gets traded, Baker will get traded, and, but unless the timing is off. Because if Jimmy G's not ready, he's not going to get traded. But if Deshaun Watson's, you know, if Deshaun Watson's uh, thing, thingy thing thing, we don't want to talk go too much in depth, he gets suspended. You know, how, how much is he going to get suspended for? Is it going to be a year, and then he appeals it, and then he gets to it like eight games? Or is it going to be like eight games, he gets appealed to six? Is it going to be eight games and not get appealed at all? Is it going to be a year and not get appealed at all? That's like freaking worst case scenario, right? I can see him trying to really tag him, and then he gets appealed down to it. I can see him maybe trying for a year and a half. Nah, nah. The, the, you're you already spent a year out out of yeah, out, out, you, out of good faith, out of good faith that you did it yourself, right? NFL kind of pushed you, said you either do this or we're going to suspend you anyway. Uh, yeah, but they're still going to suspend you anyway. Well, yeah. Now it doesn't look like they suspended it for two years, but they could probably. I, I'm saying it's going to be eight games. We already made our predictions I know, before. I think it's going to be a year. We'll, we'll 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 get to that. But also, Johnny, it's out, it's Mark Ingram, by the way, just because they traded for him last year and they signed him, re- extended him. Oh, they did pick him back up. Yeah, I, I I had him in fantasy. Well, I forgot that he was in Baltimore first. And yes, and then he got traded. Yeah, cool. So, I think that uh, the whole Baker thing. And I'm really curious because I feel like one of them are going to set their map. That's the value of one. If one goes, that's the val- for something. That's the value for the other. And I feel like that's going to be it, especially if Baker goes first, because now now John Lynch is licking his and Jed York are licking their fingers because they know they can get more from for Jimmy G just because of the accolades, just because of the, you know, being more of a leader than Baker Mayfield. And uh, that's all about that's what the quarterback position is. So, uh, speaking of leaders, quick hits, quick hits, Johnny. You have, wait, you look like you want to you want to add something about Baker. No, the only thing is, I would say if, if Baker were to go first, it would be because of I feel like this Saints situation is worse than what people think. I agree. And then he and then they need to pick up somebody. They still have Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, <laughs> nope. Taysom Hill's dropped his QB slot. He's no longer his QB. He's now a full full time tight end. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, neither, such a neither, bad, <laughs> such a bad, bad, bad contract. Keep going. Oh man, yeah, neither neither of them are moving until you know someone gets hurt or something happens. It's, but I, I feel like that's uh, coming very soon. I feel like it's coming very soon. This Aaron Donald thing, you're like, oh, we thought the co- we thought the NFL was gone. No, they're still here. They're just in the back of your heads. And I think and I think Alvin Kamara's numbers go way back up if Baker goes. Oh yeah, yeah. Alvin, James Alvin, Alvin is terrible ch- checking the ball down. Terrible. James Winston's awful all around. Terrible. 
but Go I, look but his... I, I don't want him to be a limp for the rest of his life. I want him to get better. I want him to play good, but not against the Bucks, uh, not especially not for the Saints. So, um, jumping into quick hits. Her Green Bay needs a quarterback. Oh, <laughs> maybe next year. Uh, <laughs> but quick hits, uh, real quick. Watson had his twenty third accuser come to light. Is this a big deal? Can be. Can be. Gems. Yes, I mean. <clears throat> It could definitely be, uh, you know, something football. I mean, football wise, they just guaranteed a ton of money to him. Um, yeah, I, I think a huge risk when it comes to that. But then, uh, you you never know uh, legally what's going to come of it. What about you, John? You think it's a big deal? I I think why it could be a bigger deal is if now it's it's only just one, maybe more come out and it becomes more cases, or I feel like that could be more make it more excessive, or just the simple fact that. Now, if more cases do come out, then we, how long does he really get in trouble in, for the NFL? Do they finally just say, do we've had enough of this, so we're just going to get rid of you? Or what are they going to do? But I think if, as long as the, if the cases stay where they're at, it'll be whatever. But yeah. right now, it's I think it's still all the same. 23, 22, 24, I think it's all the same. Uh, Watson's spending for eight games, uh, gets uh, goes to appeal it. Gets denied eight games. What he gets suspended as? Um, is it a big deal? Yes, and a sense of civility. I mean, is that is that a word? Civility. Uh, but it might anyway, be, it might be just said differently. And fo- anyway. football, and <laughs> football, no. And life, yes, because it's. I guess the twenty third accuser came out and said that because she watched real sports on HBO, that it it gave her the courage. More power to you. Next subject. Judy hoping all his charges dropped as well. Uh, don't want to go more into that. It's a little bit more, I mean, not as, not as I guess, serious, but still serious that the people are getting in trouble, but for different things, obviously. Uh, no more to say that. It's probably going to get a slap on the wrist. That's what it was. Uh, Russell Wilson gets his target back. Probably not going to get suspended at all. Um, and everyone's cooperating in that case. So that's your Law & Order segment of, wow, I think I just created a new segment for us, Law & Order NFL edition. Uh, so Najee Harris also, Johnny, big boy, big boy, big boy, bulked up from 230 to 244. What are your thoughts on that one? I think it's a good move, you know, if he's especially if he's going to be taking more part of the offense. Oh, yeah. Then uh, especially after trying to get some of these new guys and the younger guys acclimated, you know, and uh, getting Mitch Trubisky really set into the offense, I could see him. He needed it, and it might it's pro- it might make him better. Maybe he finds out he after through a few games this year, he might need to slim it back down. But we'll see. I think it'll all be positive for him, though. He's a he's a dog, but he wasn't a dog. He was tied. He's tied. Uh, Jamie's Jamie's Najee Harris bulking up to two thirty. Is it going to slow? Or bulking up from two thirty to two forty four? You think it's going to slow him down a little bit? No, I mean I think it's a good move. He he needs to take the the hits, and uh, you see with Derrick Henry and other backs that that uh, are able to get the ball and uh, and produce the way they have in the last few years. He he could definitely afford to to bulk up. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. Um, Especially how he did it with he was actually a, a lot of boxing and a lot of swimming. He be, really that's how it, that's how he did it. It's how it's part of his training. And how that's he did a it. that's clue. That's There's absolutely amazing. It's absolutely amazing. You want to know why? That's cardio muscle, which means if you can still jump over people, you you obviously got to hit weights too. 
Let's not hit ourselves right, here. Right, you got to sure. hit your right, There's a whole weights. article on it. I just haven't been able to read it yet. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to read it. I'm going to, and I, maybe we'll build more on this. But Najee Harris, three down back. You got to take the tolls. Can you can't to fall apart. Jersey. You got a better O line in front of you. Um, and you might not have a quarterback that will necessarily, you know, only leave six in the box. <laughs> but, you know, you might get seven in the box, but it's. At least he could throw a little bit deeper this year than Ben Roethlisberger. So you have that. Hey, and it also, hey. I got you. You know it's true, though, noodle arms. You're a fan of the it old is, noodle he's, arms. He's about five years removed. Your, your favorite quarterbacks finally retire because they had noodle arms. Well, Breeze and Roethlisberger. They're well, still one of the greats, though. Breeze was a cert, was an injury that was young in his career, and it just kind of prolonged towards the end. Yeah. And then Ben was just because it's like tackling a tree in between – him getting hurt on the field and off the field. We all know some of his accidents off the field. Well, new quarterbacks. Yes. New quarterbacks. Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett. Who's going to be throwing to Deontay Johnson? We don't know. But the thing is, Deontay Johnson also showed up. That other quarterback they picked up late in the first, late in the draft didn't look too bad either. Kiss my ass. He's not seeing the field over Pickett or Trish Trubisky. I didn't say he was. He's not worth mentioning. Yes, he is. Okay. Well, he just got to mention. There you go. Deontay Johnson showed up to OTAs amid those contract talks as well. Not as important as, you know, Travis Kelsey or Aaron Donald when it comes to contract talks, but we'll give Deontay Johnson some love because he was a pro bowler last year. And um, he did have a little bit of drop, little drop-itis, though. Uh, but um, I'm glad he's still working. Well, I think that might have been just due to because his volume of, of – Balls passed to him, passed his way might have went up a little bit to be Juju because Claypool had the drops and uh, Juju Smith Schuster was nowhere to be found except for her or on TikTok. I got you. So, but Juju's catching passes from Mahomes. Devontae's catching I'm still making Devontae's catching passes from Derek. And uh, yeah, no quarterback. It's gonna be a great year in the NFL. I, I cannot wait. Uh, we are officially 100 days uh, on this recording, 100 days until the start of the NFL season, the Thursday night kickoff game. Um, by the time you hear this, people, we will be 99 days until the NFL season starts on a Thursday. And I think there's no better way to take us out for the show ending. Uh, TV4, Nikki Gems, Radio John Decker, Tony Pellegrino, but we record every Tuesday. You hear us on a Wednesday. And that's our show. TB4. See you next week. TB4.